How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. This podcast is part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host. <laughs> You'll have to watch on YouTube to get that laugh. <laughs> to understand why that laugh is happening. You'll have to watch on YouTube. <laughs> Introduce the greatest co-host in the world, right? The here. biggest co-host in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Mike the pig crumb. Mike, how are you? Yeah, and the pig is supposed to be for Mitchell, but when you look at that picture, <laughs> <laughs> that's the hog right there, my friend. Yeah, that's the hog. That's the oof, man. I'm doing good, Paul. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, sir. I uh, it's starting to get a little cold out here in uh, in Tejas. It's getting hoodie weather, so it's nice. But I I live in an apartment where it's all bills paid, so they decided to cut off the air. So I'm a little toasty. But other than that, man, it's hey another victory Monday, Mike. I I crazy right, unbelievable, Dak. You know, not being able to go, and you're just thinking with Vikings talent, they would just out talent us. And proud to say it did not happen. Speaking of hoodies, other. For the YouTube, got that ask for help from Dak. Yes. Mike with the Dak merch, the, the the big flex. Mike, talk to us about that hoodie. What is that about? It is from his uh, foundation, uh, uh, Faith, Fight, and Finish, the Dak mm-hmm. Foundation. And I got that, and the shirt's coming in. But uh, it goes to a great cause. And it's first of all, it looks badass because, like, I'm one of those, and I'm like, yeah, the, the charity's great, but I don't want to buy some crappy shirt. This shirt, this the shirt and the sweater are awesome. The front is awesome, and the ask for help yeah. with him and the number four and everything. It's it was well conceived by uh, by somebody. Somebody came up with a great marketing campaign, and and uh, I hope it you know dominates. I hope everybody goes and gets one. I know that uh, you know we know that Dak's personal battles with with mental health, but and we know he lost his mom. But do you know if his mom suffered from any mental health by chance? Because I know he started that foundation for his mom, right? Yes, I, I would, I don't want to make assumptions on it. I'm sure somebody knows the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for sure. And uh, when we had Tad Prescott on, I didn't want to get much into his family stuff. I felt like, you know, stick more towards football. So um, I, I don't know a lot of it. I have the Sports Illustrated story that I got for the cover that I'm going to go through still. But you know, I just, I haven't, you know how busy I've been, man. So yeah, I haven't, yeah. been, haven't had time. So I don't know. And I don't want to speculate if I don't know. My going back in time with the sports illustrated, man, I used to love reading those, especially the covers were always a highlight. Yeah, I got, I got, I don't <clears throat> get them much anymore, but this one had Dak on it. So I had to swoop it up and I want to read the story. I have it like right here, I think, but I want to read the story, but I just haven't had time. I have a feeling like this might be the year where we want to, if you're a Cowboys fan, even if you're not, but invest in some Cowboys memorabilia, especially Dak Prescott, right? Yes. Got the jersey, got the Parsons jersey, trying to get Diggs. Diggs has been a big pain in the ass because they they would only do the custom. And then uh, the Diggs jersey came out and mm-hmm. it all sold out. It, they didn't have the, the, the color I want. I want defense and white. An offense in the navy blue. Okay. And and they didn't have it in the in the uh, white, and so it sold out in navy blue because I waited. I'm like, I want the white one. Mm-hmm. And now they don't even have custom. The custom ones are are not available. I guess all sizes 
you know, sold out because we're doing so well. So hopefully they bring those back for the Black Friday and they offer some kind of good deal and I can get one. Yeah, I want two. It's funny you mentioned the Diggs jersey because my wife was going to surprise me with one. She was like, babe, I was going to buy you one, but they are all sold out and you can only get custom and that's way too expensive. Well, they have the the customs that's only 30 bucks more, not the vapor one. Okay. But, but it, it's it's out too. You can't, because that's what I was going to do. I want yeah. the custom. And I want the custom like alternate, but I want the custom alternate for Osa and the custom white for Diggs. So hopefully we'll get one soon. You know, I kind of want to get like a, you know, get a Mukwamu Thanksgiving jersey. I'm sure it'll be, you know, nicely priced and not a lot of people will have it. It'll just be my little pet cat jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's a great one. Get it in there. Get it in there early because we've seen Donovan Wilson pick up and and it he could definitely be a guy that plays. You know how many free agents we have next year. So be prepared. Or, hey, you know what? A sneaky one would be Gregory, but, man, I'd hate to get one and then he leaves. He, he ain't going, he going to get the tag. He, he will, I will make this prediction right now. He will be on the 2022 Dallas Cowboys team. I would, I would almost guarantee it. You know, that would actually kind of benefit him because he's going to get that big payday on the tag, probably what 20 million. And then I'm sure he would be inclined to say, you know, I've been here my entire career when I finish it and they're going to treat me right. I mean, I like being here. I like being with the guys. So sign another three year guaranteed, like 10 million. Why not? Yeah, he, he is definitely going to get paid, and I think they can first-round tender him. I know Frankie knows about this, and he said he's restricted to tender. Mm-hmm. So if they put a first-round tender on him, I can't see somebody paying them and giving us a first round. But if they want to, if they want to go that far, that's pretty much the only way I don't see him in Dallas next year. Would you rather have Gregory with that one-year $20 million deal or a first-round pick and that $20 million in cap? What do we do after that? I got to see what we do this year. Because if we're out in the first round, I may think uh, draft pick because I want to get somebody to tank's not going to be far. His money's too much. So he's not going to be far along on the team. And we need to go get an edge, another edge rusher. But if we're in the NFC title game or make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm trying to bring the team back, the core team back as much as possible. Do you think Tank will be on the team in 2022? I do. I think it's it's too much to, to cut him. I think after 2022 is when you start to get some of the uh some of the um you know reductions. You can you you can help yourself on cuts. You know, they're on Twitter. He's a he's a popular cut candidate along with Amari Cooper, of course. Anything that's high money. Any there's people that'll be like, just cut Dak. Oh my God. The money. He's, he's, <laughs> you know it's true. You know it is. Oh man, it's weird that Dak hater still exists. I know it's like well, you just you get built in. You know, you put into your bias, and we're not talking about the dumb TV ones. They they don't really hate Dak. They're just playing a character. Right. You know, right. The Acho guy. I saw a, I saw that my the TV's on mute. Thank God in the restaurant, but Fox Sports One was on. And um, and I leave it on unless it's the other show, the one with the fake cowboy fan piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah I don't, yeah. I won't even leave that on. I make them change the channel. But at the other one I watch, and I just saw the topic. What does this Cooper Rush win mean for Dak? And I just knew the Ocho guy was like, well, it takes away from his MVP because uh, they won a game without him. They show, you know, 
And I'm like, dude, they scored 20 points on a touchdown at the end of the game. Dak Prescott's averaging like 35. Yeah. They're not comparable. This, this game, this win was about the defense, which I know we're getting into here, but uh, that allows you to transition. So I'll just stop talking right there. Well, Mike, we're going to backtrack here a little bit. We've talked a lot about Twitter. Remind the people they can find you on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys. Letter C, letter D, Piglet, nice and easy. Guys, I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. You know, Mike, as excited as I am for our discussion today, we have to. It's a must every week. Before we talk any football, my personal favorite topic, Meatless Monday. What was on the menu today? Man, I had Daphne's again, man. They're falafels. Let me guess, falafels. Falafel pita. You put hummus on the pita bread. Yes. A little lettuce, a little cucumber tomato salad. Okay, the falafel, yeah. a lemon tahini dressing. And then I had spanakopita, a couple pieces of spanakopita, and then rice with garlic sauce mixed in. It's oh, dude, dude, sounds phenomenal. It's so good. Yes. If you're fre- if you're if you're in California, I know they have it in like the San Francisco, San Diego areas, and now you can come see me in Fresno. So definitely check it out. You didn't put any any of those uh, pickled red onions on there. No, you know they don't have pickled red onions. Pickled red onions, my brother. Oh, okay. I take his, I literally have his pickled red onions in my refrigerator and he did um, pickled garlic once. That was, Oh God. Uh, it was so good. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love Daphne, but I, you know, if my brother or Amon wants to send me, food. <laughs> uh, you know, I've never had a pickled egg. Is that good? Have you ever had one? I don't think I've had pickled egg. I don't think I've had it. I would try it. I don't have any problem with trying it, but I've never, it's never been made for me. So I haven't had it. I've always wanted to try a pickled egg and a, a tea egg. I haven't tried either of those. Yeah. They just sound, kind of sound interesting. Well, you know, Mike, um, I do have a confession to make tonight before we get started. I, I do think I might've jinxed us in Cowboys nation. So prior to week six versus new England, uh, for a variety of reasons, I had not been wearing my Cowboys jerseys for the games. So, you know, I made a conscious conscious effort to change that for the game versus New England. Of course, we won that game, but Dak did get injured. And, uh, you know, this week I did not wear my jersey for the Vikings game. So, you know, my question to you and the Cowboys Nation, should I or should not wear my jersey for the Cowboys games moving forward? What's your record with the jersey on? Okay, so I first started wearing jerseys again for the Cowboys games, 2019. No, no, in this season. Oh, in this season. Uh, 1-0. 1-0. You only wore it one game? Well, I just said for a variety of reasons, because if I don't if I don't start the game off in my jersey, I won't put it on. Oh, leave that fucking jersey off then. Yeah, you almost fucked us. You got Dak hurt. <laughs> no, don't, wear that, don't wear that jersey. The I can't help it, man. You, the one game you wore the jersey, Dak got injured, and you want to put that thing back on? Get that thing and throw it, throw it somewhere, throw it somewhere where it can't, isn't even visible. Put it in a drawer somewhere and never take it out this season. Just don't do it. Keep it away. You're not, you're, I'll wear the jerseys. We're six straight wins with the lamb Jersey. So let's, I'll do the jerseys. You stay away from the jerseys. Well, Hannah, if you, if you ever listen to this episode, babe, you know, I love the Jersey that you got me the deck and the Zeke. As they're in the closet collecting dust, just know that I appreciate them and and there's a reason why I'm not wearing them on game day. 
2022. That jersey can be brought back out to start the season, and we'll see what happens. But the rest of this year, you ain't injuring my quarterback. Do you wear jerseys on non-game days? No. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that guy either, really. No, I'm too fat. My fat ass ain't looking good in a jersey. I stay out of it. Not even a basketball jersey. No, I have a few of those, but I don't wear them. They're like, I have both Kobe numbers. I got, I think, Jabbar, Magic. Oh, wow. Um, Damn, I got to go back and see. I, I, we might have Worthy. We have a lot of the 80s Lakers jerseys. Dude, you got a gold mine, bro. Yeah, that's that's my my dad's all Lakers. He was he we were born and bred into that one. That was yeah. that was the team. Bat the love for basketball, which is my one true playing sports love. And then uh and then uh the Lakers were that was my dad threw that into us. That'd be kind of cool to grow up a Lakers fan and get to experience all the, the glory days, man, with your dad. Won five titles in the eighties and then five with the Shaq Kobe. And Man. now what with LeBron? That's yeah, crazy. All right, but well, let's get into it. Uh yeah. you know, how did how did you feel when it was announced that Dak would be inactive? Uh, you know, I as you know, because we talked about it and I kind of shocked you last week when I was like, nah, he's gonna miss a game or two. Um, so I expected it. it. It just, it's one of those injuries as a guy who's had many, many injuries. Like I'm literally disabled from neuropathy. Like I've had the weirdest stuff in the world. Like I know a calf strain and it is just something you don't mess with unless you absolutely have to. It was a playoff game. You go out there and if you re-injure it, then you have till the next off season, you know, to get through it. But I, I kind of figured, you know, they're not going to mess around with this injury. It, it is, it is risky. Um, so yeah, I, I figured, uh, I figured they would sit him at least a game and from the sounds of it, I think he will play against Denver, which I was worried about. I think the bye week saved us there. And I think he'll play at Denver. I think if he's out in Denver, I, I don't like the reasoning. Now, this coaching staff's earned our 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 trust, trust either way. Yeah, yeah. But I I believe this week was one of those ones that was like uh like he was cleared but the I I truly believe the medical team was probably like that's not great though. You know, mm-hmm. he's cleared but it's not great. Um and I think next week will be more like he's cleared and he should be all right. So you could play him, you know. Football's a dangerous game. You get injured every week. That type of stuff or it's not a a major, major risk because of how soon he he's coming back from a calf strain. Right. Well, you know, as soon as I heard he was an active, Mike, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really care about watching the game as much. I had assumed earlier in the week that Dak probably wasn't going to play, but when it was confirmed, I, I kind of lost interest in the game. Really. I was worried about my lamb winning streak because I was wearing the Jersey and I was like, should I take it off? My brother took off Dak and he goes, well, Dak's not playing. So that's you know, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put the Dak on and, and, and let it be tainted by any other non Dak, you know? And so he was like, I'm not going to wear Dak on a day Dak isn't playing. And I was like, that's fair. He wore DeMarcus Ware to his friend's house for D and D. And then um, I don't think he wore a Jersey for the game. Yeah. Well, Mike, I, I know that uh, 
I know the answer to the next question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Did you think Dallas had a chance without Dak? Uh, man, I, I picked him to lose with Dak playing because I thought he'd be limited. I picked him to lose 27-26. And then with Dak out, I had it close, but I had him losing 24-20. So I had him losing, um, uh, you know, either way. It, it's weird. The Vikings, like Mike Zimmer's a really good coach. He's been for a long time. Their roster is really stacked. Like Kirk Cousins pre this game has been playing pretty solid football. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Thielen. And uh, and their offensive line have been playing better at the tackle position. Not so much inside, but the tackles have been playing good. And then on defense, they have Barr and Kendricks and, and um, uh, Hunter and Griffin and Harrison Smith. Like they have names everywhere. They're just not putting it together. So I honestly had us losing either way. I actually got, man, I got a lot of shit for it on, on Twitter. I had two people like killing me. Um, even after we won, I was like, guys, enjoy the victory. Like I'm, I, I picked the wrong game. I went four and 11 this week. Yeah. So, you know, shit happens. It's, it's all right. I don't hate Dallas, nothing. I don't pick them every week. Yeah, you know, I didn't think we really stood a chance for that, Dak, honestly. And every time I predicted the score, I had us losing if Dak wasn't playing. Really, the only thought, the only chance I thought we might have would be Elliott and Pollard go off and our defense does something. But, man, I just didn't see any scenario where we would win this game without Dak playing. Bro, we lost the turnover battle. The, I think they held us to, like, 78 rushing yards. Um, we, you know, we turned the ball over twice. The defense didn't get any turnovers or scores or anything. And, uh, and we won the game. Like that the team's finding ways to win, man. It, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. We're finding new ways to win. Yeah. I love, isn't it? So man, we talked about this before we started, but how did Jason Garrett stick with the difference between this coaching staff and the way they deal, the way they like game plan with what they have compared to just going, don't matter who's out there, <clears throat> we're going to practice and play this way. It just, it's a stupid, old, dumb way of playing football. And we stuck with it for 10 years because a couple of seasons, our team was so talented that they got Jason Garrett, the rookie, the coach of the year. And, um, and they got, uh, uh, into a playoff run that, you know, if a bad call happened, maybe they, they, uh, you know, make an NFC title game. So, you know, it, it's, it trips me out the difference between this coaching staff and the past ones. I think that's just a prime example of uh, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, right. Yeah. It, it, man, it blows me away. It just to, to have a, a coaching staff that literally like get you wins is a positive coaching staff instead of one that holds you back is is awesome to have absolutely well you know realistically how many other teams do you think dallas could beat with russia quarterback Uh, to be honest with you we play at home against denver and atlanta and this will probably get me killed by those same people that are always like i'm a debbie downer this and that i just try to be as realistic as possible and if Vic Fangio gets a little tape on Cooper Rush, he could set up a defense that that can uh, can beat them. I don't think Atlanta can beat them, even with Cooper Rush, because Dan Quinn is going to be, man, he's going to have his team ready to go for that game. 
But I, I wouldn't like, would you say if Cooper Rush played and you lost to Denver, would it shock like, oh my God, how do we lose? No, I, I, you know, Cooper Rush still the backup, Dak's still the, the main guy, and Denver plays good defense, you know. Yeah. So if they hit a big player too or got a couple turnovers the way, uh, the way, um, um, who the hell do we just play? Who are we talking about, sir? Vikings. The Vikings. <laughs> if the way the Vikings did, they, they could beat us and it wouldn't shock me. You know, Mike, you're going to think I'm crazy. I counted 14 teams I think Dallas could beat with Russia quarterback. Most notably, though, the Broncos, the Seahawks, and Atlanta. I don't – yeah, I think they could win all those. I wouldn't – like, it wouldn't shock me, though, if Seahawks at, at Seattle, if they beat us with Rush. And it wouldn't shock me if Denver did – just because their 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 coach is a good defensive coach, and so he may be able to mess with Cooper Rush a little bit. Those are like 50-50 games where it's like, well, if we lose, I wouldn't be surprised. But if we won, I'd be like, you know, they're just not a good team. Yeah, uh, and and if you look back one year prior when we had Andy Dalton, you probably uh, uh, would have been worried because the defense was so bad. You'd mm-hmm. been like, oh, man, we just can't score enough to stay with them. Not this team. Woo. Well, do you feel comfortable with Rush as our backup quarterback moving forward? I think I feel the same as when Gilbert played last year in Pittsburgh, where I was like, okay, we can play competent football, play competitive football with this guy playing. You know, obviously our um, offensive coaching staff is is good enough to, to uh, put together a competent game plan around this quarterback. So I'm not like, like, Oh, he can go out and and you know chuck it up with Patrick Mahomes, but with our with the way we this staff puts together its game plans and everything, yeah, I'm okay. I think Cooper Rush, even if he had to go a few more games, could win a few of them. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Mike. After last night, I definitely do. At least for the remainder of the season, I'm kind of hoping we're we're going to kind of get into it. But you know, at least for the season, I, I would feel comfortable if Cooper had to play another game or so. Yeah, I agree 100%. Well, you know, after last night's game, would you start Rush again this week? Um, I Here's the thing. I'm going to go with what the coaches decide because they have the info and we do not. If it's, you know, Dak is, is it would just be a risk and they don't want to take – and not that – God, I hate this. Well, you take a risk every time you go play football. Yeah, but you take a lot – you take a risk every time you go in a car. But when you wear a seatbelt, it, it lowers the risk. Yeah. So what I mean by this is if the medical team says he's cleared to play, but the calf is still has a chance with the wrong movement to re-injure or injure worse than what it is, then, then I'm okay sitting him. If it was some reason like, um, like, you know, they're just like, ah, we don't need him. Give him the rest just because, you know, um, I, I wouldn't like that as much, you know, uh, if it, if it like leaked out or we mm-hmm. could go into somebody's mind and it was Mike McCarthy going, ah, we don't, we don't really need him this week. Let's give him one more week of rest, even though the doctors are like, it's cool. That would bother me. Um, my whole thing is we don't know that. So I'm not just going to assume just because he missed this game or if he missed next game that, oh, they're just you know, uh, uh, they're just, uh, afraid, you know, that he's going to get hurt and they're leaving him out. 
we don't know. We don't know why, what the reasoning is. We don't know what he did in warmups. We don't know what he did during the week. We don't, we don't know that. So for me to speculate is this, it's, it's something you do on those other shows. You know, I, I'm not one that does that. You know, if, if there was a situation where, you know, we heard that Dak gave it, you know, he really ramped it up during practice one day and the next day he came back and it was kind of a lingering pain. And that's why, you know, there was some concern to not play him this week. If it was a situation like that, I think I would obviously prefer to start rush, but man, I, I just don't want to rush Dak back. So, you know, I, I, with the performance from our defense and coaching staff last night, I would actually, man, if, if there's any sort of questions or just any concern at all, I'd rather give rush one more go. I agree. I don't, I don't want him coming back with any, unless the thing is, well, you can always get injured playing football. If yeah. it's that, then fine. Throw them out there. For the people that say that to me, because so I hate that. You know the difference. You're a grown-up that watches football. For the people that say that, if it's one that is, well, you could get injured anytime you're on the field. Well, then I want him playing. But if it's related to, hey, you could be injured because you're playing with this injury while you're playing football, then yeah, they could sit him another week and make sure he's good. That wouldn't bother me at all. You know, looking at uh, Cooper Rush's performance last night, you've got to wonder, does Dallas have the best offense in the NFL? Uh, you don't have to wonder. They got the best. Let's let's break it down. We see Kansas City can't run. When you mm-hmm. play them back, they, they struggle. They've struggled all year. Tampa Bay doesn't have the running game we have, but we can pass like they can. Um, uh, I'm trying to think the team that the Cardinals don't run like we can. The bills don't run like we can. Baltimore can't pass like we can, although they're great running. Um, so it comes down to us. And I would say green Bay and the Rams. And I would take Zeke and Pollard, uh, uh, over, um, Daryl Henderson and, um, and well, their other guys injured, so we would beat them in their running game. And I believe our offensive line is better and deeper. And then in the in Green Bay, they do have a running back. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are beasts, but they don't have the weapons. They don't have a – they have Devontae Adams, who's number one. But we have a guy that Coop, in Cooper that can do what he does on a, on, a, on a solid basis, maybe not as high. But Alan Lazard and 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 Whiteside, their other guys don't match up to Lamb and Gallup coming back. And even Cedric Wilson, you know, I would rather have as where we have them in our, our, our offense and where they have their number two guy, you know. So they're just, man, they're, they're so deep too. Like Cedric Wilson and Dar- Jarwin are both backups, straight backups mm-hmm. that can produce – big games every week if they if they're needed to like this week was Cedric Wilson passing 73 yard touchdown Pollard is behind Zeke as a backup Terrence Steele and McGovern are backups like legitimately when the season started it was Tyron Alel Collins and now you got people leaving Lel Collins out because Steele plays that well and people want Williams out because of McGovern and so they're just really, really deep, and they're really, really complete. So I would have them as the top team in the uh, top offense in the NFL. Hey, this is where we're going to disagree, Mike, because I, I feel like it's a three-way tie between Tampa Bay and the Rams for me. 
I don't blame you. I just, they don't run. What happens if it's a, what do, what do they do if the game is in New England mm-hmm. and it's storming and they ended up winning that game, but they were awful. They won the game. Like it was, I don't even think either person, either team scored 20 points. Like, cause it was storming and they couldn't, Tom Brady couldn't throw the ball where they don't really run. So what do you, now, what do you do? You know, well, now the Rams can do that though. I just don't, when I match them up, I don't think their running backs are as good. Well, you know, prior to this, this uh, last week's performance, I mean, Leonard Fournette has been having quite the season. He's kind of, you know, he's returned to form a bit and then, you know, don't count out Giovanni Bernard who, who caught a touchdown, who's, you know, still not really a focal point in that offense, but just an experienced runner too, who, who, again, he's a, he's a weapon as well. He is. I just, I think you can, you, if you can take away their pass, Tampa Bay doesn't beat you running the ball the way Dallas, the Ravens, um, man, are there any others other than Dallas? And the Ravens? Well, Green Bay can Green Bay, Green Bay can, can beat you, you with the run. Yeah, they can. So I'd say those three teams could beat you with the run. So then can any of them pass great? Okay. Well, yeah. Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers. Dallas has Dak. I don't, I wouldn't put Ravens in the great category. Lamar's yeah. a little inconsistent to be up there with Dak and, and Aaron Rodgers throw wise. So then it comes down for me is Aaron Rodgers that much better than Dak that it doesn't matter that, that Dallas has the deeper, more talented offensive roster. I don't think he is anymore. Not this year. I think Dak is, is that type of quarterback now. Hey, I think that there's an argument to be made for, for both sides, for, for your, for your side and my side. Oh, I agree. Oh, 100% for sure. Who's going to argue against Tampa Bay being the number one offense? Like, right. you know, I'm, I'm trying to like break it down to the nitty gritty, but yeah, yeah, man, Antonio Brown's like their third wide receiver. They don't need to run the ball. They literally can just throw it and go like, we're going to win anyway. Dude, I could see AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones just feasting. Yeah. They're, they're, they're scary. As far as uh, teams I want to play. I don't think they have the defense to hold up, but I think they would, we would be so afraid of Aaron Rodgers that they would be able to run and keep our offense off the field. And I would rather face, you know, the Tampa Bays of the world that have to throw it more yeah. and then give our offense the ball back. You know, I can totally understand that. You're talking about uh, the uh, Antonio Brown being the third wide receiver there in Tampa Bay. You know, we saw Cedric Wilson, our third wide receiver, have quite the game. But, man, I was surprised that both Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb went over 100 receiving yards last night. But, you know, when both are fully healthy, who, who is better? It's Amari. Amari's got that – he knows more. Yeah, It's basically yeah. what it is. It's not that he's more talented than CeeDee Lamb – it's that if you show them all a hundred coverages, Amari Cooper is going to know more about those hundred than Lamb is. If 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 you show him a hundred cornerbacks, Amari Cooper's faced more of them than Lamb has. He's going to know how to face them. Like he just he has knowledge, knowledge and NFL experience that Lamb hasn't gotten yet. Now in two years, Amari Cooper is going to be twenty eight still, a young guy, a dominating wide receiver still. And you're going to ask me that question. I'm going to be more like now that Lamb's seen them all, you know, he's seen more. He's so talented that I think he can top them. But right now it's Cooper. 
Dude, it was crazy to see Amari sitting there. He's massaging his hamstring. Then he's like sitting, like trying to to work it out with a. I guess it was like a softball. And then he goes in there and catches the game winning touchdown. I mean, who can do that, Mike? In in an article that'll release either tonight or tomorrow, the What We Learned article that I do every week. One of them is that uh, one of my things is that Amari Cooper is still the top dog. Yeah. And going into that game, whether you have Adam Thielen, who's a great receiver, an excellent receiver, Justin Jefferson, who people have above Lamb, I think both are beasts. So yeah. I'm not going to go with, if you have Lamb, you're happy. If you have Justin Jefferson, you're happy. If you don't have either of them, you want to have one of them. So I just, you can coin flip that as far as I'm concerned. They're both great. But Amari Cooper just showed like, no, no, dude, like, I'm on one leg and maybe even just half a leg and I'm putting up 122. Uh, the whole last drive is all, uh, is all me. And I get the game winning touchdown. Dude, it's just, I mean, I'm going to answer my own question here. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm giving the slightest of edges to Amari because his all around game seals the deal, but I would like to say the, the Cowboys nation on Twitter Stop trying to cut Amari. You know, stop thinking that C.D. Lamb can can do what Amari does. Because, you know, like you said, Mike, in two years, C.D. Lamb probably will be able to do what Amari's doing right now. But, God, I, I don't know why people are so infatuated with, with getting rid of Amari Cooper. Our fan base frustrates me sometimes. They're all, you know, maybe it's a Stephen Jones thing that they're always thinking ahead. Like, Stephen Jones never goes all in. He's always thinking two years ahead. And, and even right now, people are like, we have Terrence Steele. Get get something for Collins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gallup's going to leave at the end of the year. Cedric Wilson's good enough. Get something for Gallup. I'm like, how about we just let him play? We're trying to win a Super Bowl here. Like, I know people think like, oh, we're the number one offense. So even with Cedric Wilson, we're number one. You can still be better. The playoffs aren't about regular season stats. I need Can Cedric Wilson beat Jalen Ramsey for a deep ball? like Michael Gallup did last week that was called back by a bad penalty. I'm taking Michael Gallup in that 10 times out of 10. And you know how you know? You know how you know that Michael Gallup's better? Because you never hear anybody going, trade Cedric Wilson and get something for him. Never happens. They're like, no, keep Cedric Wilson, the the lower guy. We're good enough with him. You know, he'll cost less. He's, uh, you know, so you know there is an improvement with Michael Gallup. Play Michael Gallup and then get the uh, get the 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 stats out of them and then worry about the comp pick and everything. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. Stop trying to get rid of my players. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see uh, when Gallup gets healthy, some four wide receiver sets to see what Kellen Moore does with Wilson, Amari, Lamb, and Gallup. Oh, disgusting. And the trick plays you could do, just man, it's gonna be fun. We have a such a good office, such a good coaching staff. I'm so happy. Dude, Kellen Moore, just give him anything and everything. Yeah, you got to try to keep him. And the thing is, is you that's another thing that's gonna bother me. We're gonna be talking about we need to fire McCarthy to keep more, but man, what like how do you fire Mike McCarthy with what he's doing right now? What because he because he messes up some clock management? Did you see Bill Belichick, the greatest ever in our game? He was horrible, horrible decision, horrible with the clock. Like, I'm not like clock management is like the last thing. Like, okay, he needs to be better at it. But stop like trying to get rid of a uh, an A plus coach because he's not A plus plus. 
So, you know, I wonder, though, if we didn't have Kellen Moore and we did still, you know, have McCarthy, would our offense be as good? Uh, probably not. Not as good. Kellen Moore is a pretty special play caller. I still think it'll be good. We have great weapons, a great quarterback, a quarterback that knows Kellen Moore's system enough to get Mike McCarthy to implement a lot of it. But you know. timing of play calls, uh, knowing the right areas of the field, stuff like that. Like Kellen Moore just seems and, – and I'm going to get into it later, but Kellen, Kellen Moore at halftime is – we'll talk about it. It's coming up, guys. You know, we saw Randy Gregory and Cedric Wilson both have, have big games last night, but have they played their way out of Dallas? I think both of them will be on the team next year. Oh, I think I like, Randy I like Gregory that. will either be signed or tagged. And yeah. I think Cedric Wilson, while he's – if you look at his stats still, guys, he's not some, like, over-the-top crazy playmaker where people are going to pay him to be a wide receiver, too, for them. He's an elite wide receiver four that becomes a solid wide receiver three when you have a running game and a great quarterback and a couple of great wide receivers. I did a player profile on him. I love him, but I don't, I don't see him going out and getting an $8 million market. That's, that's not, I don't see that as his game. I see him getting a good check, but not enough to where, like Dallas offers a million and a half less. And it's like, look at the offense you're in. You're, you play for Dallas. You're, you're here already. You want to move, go to another team and stuff for, for a million and a half. I just don't see it. So I think, I think he sh signed short term because if he has another breakout, then maybe teams go, you know what? We want to take a shot at this guy. But um, I just don't, Michael Gallup's going to come back. He's going to be limited even more. I just don't see him getting some huge, seven to ten million dollar type deal and i think he'll be back in dallas next year yeah fantastic points there mike because i feel like if dallas were to make a long playoff run i could see both wilson and gregory taking less guaranteed money but incentive laden deals to stay here in dallas yeah i guess i i i don't know i don't know if randy gregory's will be a choice i think yeah. they're gonna say we want to sign you but here's the tenor so, you know, you're just not going anywhere next year, and, and we'll go from there. Cedric Wilson, I think, will make a choice. He'll get a couple teams that offer him money, and I think Dallas will go, just come back, man. They'll get Kellen Moore, Jerry, Dak, Lyle Collins. You know, they'll all get him in a room and go, come on, man. Do you really want to go over there for two more million? You know, yeah. you really, is it, you know, is that really with, worth it? Dak will be like, I got you, dude. You know, what do you want? A car? You want, you want me, I'll pay for six months of meals. You'll make that 2 million up here. I'll right. put you in an endorsement deal with us, with me. You'll be in an endorsement deal and, and you'll make it up that way. I just see him coming back. I don't think they could do it with Gallup. I think Gallup's a legit number two is going to get some money. But I think Cedric will be not, not enough big payday to where they can't get him, you know, to stay. You know what, what I like about both Wilson and Gregory is they don't strike me as money hungry guys or guys that are worried about money. Yeah, no, everybody's worried about money, but not to the fact that where they're like, oh, you're going to offer me 500,000 less. Okay. Then I'll go get my extra 500,000. You know, they, they don't seem that tight. They're like, I, if you told me Gregory signed a 15 million a year, three year deal with like 30 million guaranteed, I, I wouldn't shock me at all. And he could easily go out and get 20 million at the end of this year. Easily. 
but I could see him going, no, no, we'll 15's good. 10 million guaranteed a year, 30 altogether. Yeah. That wouldn't shock me at all. You know, we talked a lot about offense tonight, but did the defense prove anything? Did it ever. My, this was a defensive win. My goodness. We talked about the roster cook and, and Jefferson and Thielen and Kirk cousins was playing well. And man, if you take away, you know, a, a couple the, the, the Vikings had a first drive where they had scored on their first drive, the last six games. So they're accustomed to that, but they, they took them out. I have some notes here. They held them under hundred yards, rushing under 200 yards, passing cook had no receptions throwing the second time ever in his career. Uh, and Jefferson had two catches for 21 yards, mm. like one for 13 on third down. They, they, they did prove something. They proved that the whole, like, well, they get takeaways. That's why they're good. They, the offense gets so far ahead that you can't run on them. You, you become one dimensional. No, all that was taken out. They took a team that had a very good offensive roster and they put the clamps on it. So you got to give them credit for it. I'm not saying they're a top five defense, but last night they were. That you do that every game, you're a championship defense. Forget the offense. Don't matter what offense you have. If you could do what they did last game to a team with the roster like the Minnesota Vikings have, you can be a championship defense. You know, it's funny, Mike, when, uh, you know, looking at the show sheet today, I was like, man, I feel like the, the defense has been playing like this, so they didn't really prove anything. But then when you give out those stats about the passing yards and the rushing yards and what they did to Jefferson and Cook, and now I'm, I'm seeing a flashback. It's like, I remember CJ Ham seeming like to have a big second half, but nobody else. So, yeah, I mean, they really proved a lot last night. They killed it, man. I think I get into some of the second half stuff on the Mike's view from the sidelines. So I won't add on to that. But yeah, yeah it, it, the halftime adjustments a big thing for Dallas. You know, my, Mike, when was the last time you felt this confident in a Dallas Cowboys team? 92-93. The second uh, Super Bowl, I knew that I was 14. I knew they were going to win. I knew it. I was like, there's just not a team that can hang. I don't care who they put out there. They're not, they're not in our league. And, um, you know, uh, I, I didn't ever under Jason Garrett. And I know we get into the Jason Garrett bashing, but we're talking from the, the third time he went eight and eight on. I was like, okay, this guy is just not a plus coach. And if you have that, you're never going to be confident because you're he can hold a great team back. And then Parcells, I love my favorite coach of all time, other than Jimmy Johnson. He just never had a quarterback. He got Romo. It was his first year. Like he, Romo doesn't know what he did in year eight, you know. So I never felt very confident over the last since since. The night, the second Super Bowl team since Jimmy was fired, I haven't been that confident until this year. You know, Mike, those early '90s teams. I was still just a kid. I was about seven, eight years old. I remember watching us win a Super Bowl, but I really didn't understand football. I wasn't really like a a true fan. That you know, football was a big part of my life and everything. Never did I ever during the Jason Garrett era. Of course, like I was that Cowboys fan who. Every year is like, you know, this is the Cowboys year. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. You know, the unrealistic Cowboys fan. But no, I've never, ever felt this way about a Cowboys team. And they've never shown me what they're showing me this year. No, never. Like, man, this, this was such – the last two weeks were so impressive to overcome what they – what had happened in New England and, and 
if we're honest, some pretty bad refereeing and, oh, man, you know, yeah. Belichick in New England and to be able to come back and, and win that game. And then, you know, hey, the quarterback can't go. And you're against a really good roster, maybe not a really good team, but a really yeah. good roster in a really hard place to play. And to come in and like, it's not that they just won. They didn't get ahead by 14 and like, all right, here we go. The D- Diggs got another pick six and Kirk Cousins fell apart and gave the game away. Three minutes left, Vikings winning. You got to take the ball down and score. And you put it in the end zone, not just tied, put it in the end zone. That that to me is just so impressive. That's a, it's another level. Yeah, and then you think about it. I mean, we, we talked about Amari being on the sidelines, kind of nursing his injury. And then we saw Trayvon Diggs. He went down with that late injury in his ankle. And it's just none of that stuff is enough to to stop us from from our mission from our goal no and and the team is prepared for it now right i Seki was getting killed but he was prepared to play he's just not that great everson griffin's a really great player but he didn't allow it to wreck the game like they they played well enough with that happened so it, it was, man, what a win. God, I was so excited. I wanted, we need to start doing live after game, like Elton oh, yeah, does sure. and them. Uh, we yeah, got to do that, great. man. I'm, I'm ready to jump on. And I know I have my article to write, but the article could wait 30 minutes. We could just jump on, react 30, 45 minutes. We got to start getting on that. Yeah, we, we will, man. I, uh, you know, I've got some, some ideas, some, some people I want to talk to, to see some, there might be some, you know, some changes coming to the show, but, you know, going live and doing that, that's, that's definitely something we, we will be doing hopefully sooner rather than later, sir. At least, uh, at least in the primetime games like that, oh, yeah. morning game and you want to watch the afternoon games. Maybe we jump on after the afternoon game before the Sunday night game starts, you know, you don't right. have to do it directly after, but man, when a Sunday night like that, the Foxborough 120, you know what, man, I would have just loved to go on live with hardly any voice in my lamb jersey you see that weird i can't believe it trying to drink some water all horse <laughs> yeah, nice. i uh you know i have a tendency because my, my son he'll like be asleep usually during the games if he's not sitting on my lap and i'll like every after every big play i'll scream or something and he'll like shake and kind of wake up so i feel bad but yeah <laughs> talk about losing the voice man i'm right there with you poor kid what a draw put his sports over his son terrible it's crazy. nobody else in the world does that. It is crazy when football's on. He's like legit looking at the TV, just watching. It's weird. That's great, man. That is all. And he knows his Papa gets a reaction out of it. So he's going to want to be a part of that. I'm, I'm terrified. Cause it's like, you know, I'm not going to force him to be a Cowboys fan. I'm not going to force him to watch football with me, but I'm just worried. What if he likes football? But then man, what if he likes the Eagles, dude? What, what do I Bro. do? It's Dallas. <laughs> It's the star, baby. You ain't got to worry about that. It's the star with the joy. And now this window here, you know, they're going to be, you got another couple years before they're really impressionable. Yeah. But if he's, if he's, if they go through this three, five year window that it looks like they're going to have with Dak Parsons, Lamb, you know, this, this crew that got going in the last few drafts with Dak, he's gonna in that impressional years he's just gonna be right up there seeing all that and the uniforms and everything knock on wood 
you 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 should be good. Yeah, I think it would be cool, obviously, for him for him to love the Cowboys and watch the games with me. But I also kind of find it interesting. It's like, what if he doesn't like the Cowboys? So then we watch games together, and you know, he's rooting against the Cowboys, and I'm rooting against, you know, let's just say the Cardinals or or dare I say the Packers. I think it'd be worse if you like the Packers than than if you like the Eagles. You wouldn't wait. Whoa, you wouldn't disown him if he wasn't a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I don't think so, Mike. That's why. That's why I don't have kids. I've had three. Just the minute they weren't Cowboys fans, I was like, "Yeah, go with your mom." You're out of here. You know, maybe those Sundays when we're uh, facing off, he might not be my son those days. <laughs> I've never had kids, by the way. I'm not that bad. <laughs> For you two people that got the that got the pre roll, that was like, "Holy shit, this guy's like the worst human ever." I'm glad he's disabled and all beat up. Oh, no, I never had kids, man. I, I wouldn't do that to him. I think he'd be a cool dad, man. I try to be as close to one with the with the boy next door. His dad is is there and present. You know, he's not some, you know, he be pays, so I'm not like the dad, but I try to be there for him, you know. So he likes me. So I'm you know, he doesn't hate me, so that's cool. Well, Mike, back back to the Cowboys. You know, what does a win like this mean to the Cowboys? Confidence exploder. Oh. Like the New England game's a confidence builder because yeah. You won it. So as a team, you go in and 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 you're like, we did this and everything. But it's still kind of a Dak thing. It, it always leans on the quarterback. It, mm. it just it, almost every team, you know. So when 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 Kansas City won, it wasn't like, well, did you see how much better Kansas City's defense played in the playoffs or Bucks? How Bucks defense stood up? No, it's Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. The rest mm-hmm. of who gives a shit about the rest of the team. So for them to go into Minnesota and now everybody's like, well, it's over depressed. Like they want a deck to go out there one legged and, and it doesn't matter because we can't win. And I don't want to watch, I don't want to be forced to watch this game. If we have to have Cooper rush, you know, put Dak out there and risk it, screw it. I, you know, I waited through a bye week I want to see Dak and to go out there and win a game basically defensively. Now the offense had to go score at the end, but knowing what that defense did, can you imagine the the confidence that puts in the defense is like, yeah, you know what? It's not if we don't get two turnovers, we still win. If Dak's not there putting up 40 points, we'll still stop your running game. You know, and so it's amazing that, you know, New England kind of put it, you know, put some things on paper. They don't have a very talented team, but they put some things on paper to go, hey, look at how you can beat them. And like I said, I wanted that bye week after Belichick because it looked like Dan Quinn went and said, oh, that's what you guys are going to try to do. Okay, go ahead and try that again. Stuffed it. Clamps. Clamped them down. Love it. You know, Mike, I think the team proved to themselves that this year is different and that they, they have a real chance to have a special season. It, it really – it. and the funny thing is we talked about this with New England. Like when you win in Foxborough, going through all that stuff and everything, it it really is a confidence booster. Yeah. But losing the quarterback, losing, dude, this team had the quarterback, lost the left tackle, and let a guy just sit out there and, and do a record-setting six sacks, a Falcons record, and a 27-7 blowout loss. Like just annihilated just on the left tackle being out, yeah. let alone the quarterback. And, and your number two, three wide receiver and your best defensive player. 
I mean, go down the line. This this team, you may have lost your well, no, Randy Gregory's the second, but you may have lost your best interior person in Gallimore, your best defensive player overall in tank. Parsons is working on a claim for that right now, by the way. Tank mm-hmm. needs to get back real quick. No quarterback, no gallop, no either starting tackle to start the season. Steele's played great. He's still the backup. He was still the backup going into the year. And Tyron Smith went, nah, two or three minutes left. Cool. We'll go win it. Like what an exploder of confidence that is. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but man, just during the Garrett era, if you had lost Tyron or you lost Sean Lee, like for extended period of time, the season was done. Yeah. Ridiculous. It was, was, it's great to see it now too, because there was a mix of, like, I know John Williams on Twitter really liked Garrett and me and him would get back into it because y'all know I, I could, I haven't, I hate Jason Garrett. It's a bad word to use, but in the, football, the coach, like not the coach-wise. human, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Coach wise. So we would go back and forth and now, and I was like, well, he's right. Like he won coach of the year. He did some good things, but now you see the team without Jason Garrett and with a plus coach. And it's like, wow dude it's crazy the 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 way they're doing stuff and and his like his dan quinn kellen moore and mike mccarthy press conferences are much must watch every week because they bring so much smarts to it like they really make it easy for you to go oh yeah i get what they're yeah yeah that makes sense you know it just I, I love this new the 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 Will Will Steel Skywalker Steel A to Z Sports does this cookout every yeah. uh, every Monday and I uh, posted it and I said oh my co- cookouts to three coaches McCar I know the players got to go out there and play but McCarthy Quinn and Kellen Moore are the cookout they're at the head table you get three head table guys they're at the they're at the big people table so it, it's it's amazing to have that confidence in your, in your coaching staff. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, all three of those guys, you know, maybe uh, Kellen's on the grill, Mike's pouring up the drinks and Dan Quinn's telling the jokes, right? Yes. They're, they're, they're at the, they're at the uh, big boy table. Yes, sir. Well, Mike, you know, you talked about a little bit, uh, what you, what you learned, you know, what were your views? What is your view from the sidelines this week? Yeah, I do my best to keep what we learned, uh, the article, different from View from the Sidelines. Right. So that when you guys listen to the podcast, you're not like, okay, we know what's coming. You can still read the article, uh, read it, share it, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the drill. Uh, Number one is um, Parsons might be one of those guys that could be impactful, really impactful, even at linebacker. Y'all know I'm not a, I'm a linebacker. doesn't matter. I know that the defensive lines played way better this season. So, you know, that it does help. Like if you don't have a great defensive line, there's only so much a linebacker can do because the offensive line's getting to you, but it's another thing to have a defensive line play great and not have a linebacker be able to make the plays. Micah Parsons, dude, this is shout out to Bobby belt who had both of these stats on Twitter only rookie in NFL history to get 10 solo tackles and four for a loss in a game. He's the only rookie in NFL history with 40 tackles, 10 QB hits and two pass deflections in his first seven games. And he's played some defensive end. I get that, but he's, but last game he played linebacker and was the most impactful player on the defense. So I got, and that's from a linebackers don't matter guy saying that. 
So that that's the big one for me. Uh, second, um, Cowboys have the best halftime coaching staff in the NFL, period. There may not be another team that's in that even striking distance. Matter of fact, forget halftime. We might be the best coaching staff, period, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But at, at, if you look at Cooper Rush's numbers at halftime, I have them right here. This is going into the half. 10 for 18, 105 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. That is what we all expected Cooper Rush to be. That's awful. That's terrible. terrible. The defense held you in it. You didn't really run well. Like, you did not have a first half worth mint. You only had three points. The first – you survived because the defense kept you in it. Went in and made the halftime adjustments. Cooper Rush in the second half. 14 for 22, 110 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. You want to talk about switching up? How about um, uh, Dan Quinn? They had six points they allowed in the uh, in the in the second half to Minnesota. Bradley and I got a special teams penalty that allowed three points because they had them stopped and punting. That penalty allowed the, the Vikings went forward to get three points there. The yeah, other one, three personal foul penalties oh, gave God. them thirty-eight total yards that went down the field that that got them to field goal. Other than that, clamped. They clamped, Dan Quinn clamped that offense down. So, uh, yeah, man, that coaching staff, they had another thing. They, you know, we're the only team in the NFL that hasn't been down by double digits. Wow. Our defense is the stingiest defense in the NFL when they're, when they're behind. If they're losing a game, they're the best defense in the NFL while trailing in a game. So that means you don't get down by too much. They keep you in games. It's incredibly impressive how good this coaching staff is. And the third one's pretty simple. I just want to give some props to Anthony Brown. We killed him, right? I mean, he's a solid, nothing spectacular. Diggs is spectacular. Anthony Brown's a solid number two cornerback. He's He's what you want in a number two cornerback. Yes, he's what, I mean, ideally... Ideally, Kelvin Joseph becomes Diggs, too. And now you got two of them, and that's awesome. Matter of fact, I'll throw Anthony Brown into the slot then. But right now, he's doing his job. You know, he had two pass breakups on third down. Two, both those while we were trailing in games. Yeah. So he had two – he helped stop two drives and get us the ball back while we were trailing in games. He has no flash, but he does his job well. He tackles well. He missed a couple. Yeah, tackle well doesn't mean he gets every tackle perfectly. He's missed a few. He's missed some plays. Matter of fact, that Jefferson double move beat him. Mm. And Jefferson slowed down, and they weren't able to hit. And sometimes you got to get lucky like that. When the when when things are going their, your way, they're going your way. Right. But he's been a solid cornerback, too. Like, he deserves the props for it. He's, he's kind of like the, the Cedric Wilson of the defense. Yeah, exactly. He is, and, and he can do a lot of stuff like Cedric Wilson. Now, he's not asked to on this team right now, but if Kelvin Joseph just came back and, and the coaching staff was like, oh, my God, this guy is better than Diggs. You know, something crazy. Like, this guy just locking down CeeDee Lamb every day in practice. Mm-hmm. We got to get him out there. He, Anthony Brown just moves to the slot because he's done it. He has that kind of ability, you know. So, like Cedric Wilson, he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can do multiple things. And to have him as your third cornerback, I mean, man, that's even better. I know. I, man, 
your mouth to God's ears. It would be really nice to have him be the the third cornerback on the team. You know, it was nice. Uh, you know, I know he didn't uh, play any defensive snaps, but it was just nice to see the the Joseph jersey on the field last night. Yeah, he played well in special teams too. I saw him uh, playing uh, blocking Gunner and playing Gunner, and he got down the field a couple times. He was the first one down there, and he blocked pretty well. CJ Goodwin got the uh, penalty actually, and not him. So. You, that's the thing about this team is is they really believe in – look at Richard Sherman got hurt, right, Tampa Bay, and everybody said, see, y'all wanted this guy. He's injured right away. That's because they were decimated, and they just had to throw – from the street, they threw him out like, all right, you're starting corner number two or one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he pulled a hamstring. No way in the world Dallas is doing that. They Leo Collins came back. Like, we love Terrence Steele, Leo Collins. Uh, forget that. Inseki. Even if you love Terrence Steele, you know Collins better than Inseki. They were like, no, we're not we're not throwing him out there to play when he's played one game in two years. We're not throwing him out there like that. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, we're not throwing him out there. Michael Gallup was cleared to play. Cleared to play. Not throwing him out there like that. We're going to work them back into these games. And they would have done the same thing with a guy if they had a guy like Richard Sherman. He wouldn't have played big snaps for probably four weeks being out that long, honestly. And so, again, credit to the coaching staff. It's just still crazy to think, Mike, that six-game winning streak and not one single time has this team had every had been at full health. They still haven't played a game with their starting five offensive linemen to this day. Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Biotis, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins have not played a game with those five. And we have not had Kelvin Joseph with the exception of, you know, last night, but Kelvin Joseph, Demarcus Lawrence or Neville Gallimore. Yeah. The defensive lines never played full as a full healthy unit either. Tank tank played the first game, but Gallimore was out. But man, shout out to uh, juice Hamilton and Quez Watkins last night. And, uh, and, uh, oh, what, what, who was the, uh, who's the other defensive end we brought in as a free agent, bigger guy, Basham. Basham. <clears throat> yep. Hey, Juice. Juice brought the juice. Yeah, he sure did. Juice looked good. Everybody knows I'm a Brent Urban guy, and it amazes me the dis- he. You know Brent Urban plays 40% of the snaps before last week? He's He he is doing his job. He's just not flat. He's Anthony Brown. He's not flashy. He's never going to get you a pick six like Anthony Brown did, but he did his job, and it scared me that he was out versus Dalvin Cook yeah hamilton and watkins came in and said we're good we'll be all right and and did a great job so uh, kudo and that's probably the coaching staff again they, they're just really really special well mike you know uh we're, we're getting close to wrapping things up well, what's your one word for this cowboys victory this week uh muting i use the word muting and the reason okay. is because I spent the whole time with everybody. Man, I'm so tired of, of well, why is Biotis at, at center? Like, I know that Connor McGovern would be better. Well, how do you know that? Well, because I know this coaching staff's bat. You do, Ter, Terrence Steele, they're going to leave him out there. They should just throw Collins right up there. Dak should just play. I'm an injury report guy. He was cleared to play. Play him. Mm-hmm. No, dude. Th- these guys have have – what more do you want for the coaching staff to do for you to go, you know what, let the coaches make this decision and we'll roll with it. You know, let's see until they, until they mess up a game, let's let the coaches 
make these decisions on who's going where. You know what? I want Michael Parsons on defensive end all the time. You know what I did? I shut the fuck up because Dan Quinn said, how about you let me do that, buddy, on a cross, talking cross Cowboys. We're six. I'll handle Michael Parsons. Cool. You're absolutely right. And look what he did this last game. Dominated. Dominated the game as a linebacker. I don't say that. It makes me cringe. He dominated the game as a linebacker. Ten tackles solo, four tackles for a loss. Just dominated. That is that is dominating. And so all I'm saying is, like, just trust the coaches to make the right decisions. The word is muting because it it got people to shut the fuck up, which is great. God, our, I love our fan base, but it's giant. So we have so many, like, people coming in, and I'm like, it's – sometimes it gets frustrating so it's it's it was nice for them to just be able to go can you let us handle this maybe maybe we know a little bit more that now the jason garrett era i was sitting there going why are we not playing donovan wilson with darian thompson out there so i get i'm not saying you never you know challenge the coaching staff just this one's earned a little bit you know what i mean and then once they start showing mistakes or messing up then we can come back and go, uh, what are they doing right here? Maybe maybe we, we need to worry about this. But for right now, it's uh, muting. I love that word. Uh, you know, I, I love that you said that. And you you, meant, you mentioned something interesting because we saw last year the, the defensive coaching staff, you know, putting guys out there who weren't performing well. Of course, we had a couple of guys who got cut after some things came out of the locker room to kind of set an example. But it said a lot about the front office when we didn't bring that coaching staff back this year. Yeah, Alden Smith. The, the, the defensive line coach like Dalvin Smith, Mike Nolan like Dalvin Smith because they were from the Niners and they, yeah. they knew him. And Randy Gregory was outplaying him. And Alden Smith was fine. He wasn't, he was like Anthony Brown. He was fine. But Randy Gregory, everyone was like, why aren't you giving Randy Gregory more snaps? And Jim Tom Sula was like, well, I like Alden Smith. And so, you know, now, now that shit goes. Yeah. Well, Mike, my, my, uh, my word for the week is triumphant. Without Dak Prescott and Tyron Smith, Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys made a fourth quarter comeback on the road for a triumphant victory. I love it. I can't believe they won with Cooper Rush. They beat, they didn't beat like an NFC East team either. You know, they, they beat, they beat a team that should have made a 37 yard field goal to beat the Cardinals. Like they beat that team. They beat a team that lost a three to the Bengals. Yeah, they had to go to overtime to the Bengals to lose. Yeah, like they 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 beat a really, really great roster. I mean, Minnesota's been to the playoffs with the last three years in a row, right? I think they missed last year, but the two before that. Yeah, that's right. They didn't make it. He last was year. really young last year and lost a bunch of people to the COVID. So yeah, that's what it was. That's right. That's right. Well, Mike, here we are with the, with top five, our last topic of the evening. And, you know, of course, last night was, was Halloween and you and I love to talk about food. So we felt that it was only right to talk about candy this week. Now, we're not we're not just talking about chocolate, but we're talking about chocolate, gummy, sour, any type of candy you can think of. This is how we're ranking them this week. And I know speaking only for myself, this was easily the hardest top five for me. So, uh, Mike, start us off. What's that number five for you? All right, number five is going to be a little weird one. Like my Weight Watchers chips that I broke out in the chip episode. There's this little Weight Watchers candy. I don't have them right now, but it's um, it's it's chocolate, dark chocolate, 
uh, there's like a nougat type like thing in there, a little bit of caramel and a pretzel. Ooh. And it's like, it's so good, salty and sweet. And the dark chocolate makes the caramel a little bit more sweeter. Oh yeah. It's only two points for a bar about that big. And so it, it's, it's really good and it's not a lot of points in it. It tastes like candy where other like Weight Watchers and bar types like that, they, they resemble candy, but they have that taste. that's like, nah, this ain't candy. This mm-hmm. one legitimately you could pass out at Halloween and people would be like, damn, that's a, what candy is that? That's good. So I like, that's my fifth. You know, before I get my number five, Mike, I'm, I'm curious, do you, do you still pass out candy? And you know, if, if so, what, you know, do you have a, a candy that you do like to pass out? I have five dogs, man. So there's no way I haven't passed out candy in three or four years. It's just maybe even longer. It's just hard. A couple of the dogs are like loud barkers. They're not mean, but they're loud barkers. And so having the kids come around to the door and everything, it's more annoys everybody. So we haven't, we haven't handed out candy back in the day. We were a, uh, we were, I told everybody we're straight chocolate candy. We don't hand out bullshit candies on Halloween. We want people to go, that house is good. So back when we did it, I called us, we were the, we were the name brand chocolate candy because that's all we're fun size, not like full bars, right, right. but we were doing Reese's and Kit Kat and, you know, and, and Almond Joy and, uh, and uh, Three Musketeers and Milky Way and Snickers, all those like big name brand ones. Dude, those, those variety packs of like Halloween candy are like 25 bucks for the good stuff, dude. Yeah, I know. I, I, it makes me laugh because my, my new two of the dogs came with my new roommate, Cisco, and he eats candy like crazy. So I went out and got him two giant, like 12 and $18 bags of candy. And they were gone before Halloween. He like, yeah, crazy. Well, Mike, number five for me, is going to be a Sour Patch, it's like part of the Sour Patch Kids family, but it's going to be the Sour Watermelons. Sour Watermelons. I don't really eat a lot of those, so I can't say. They are really, really sugary, Yeah, those type of candies, so it's hard mm-hmm. for me to eat them, guys. So this was a very easy topic for me because I'm so limited. I can't have like, like I used to love Gobstoppers and Starburst and Skittles. Like oh, I man. can't have any of that anymore, so... They don't really make my my top five because I can't have them. Dude, that wild berry Skittles, Skittles bag, just man, all day, every day, bro. A regular like like bag of Skittles, if I ate one, instant sugar in the 400s, dude. There's just no cardiac way. arrest. Oh God, instant. It's like a bag of death. It is a death bag. Skittles, you can still sponsor us. I'm diabetic. He'll, yes. he'll eat the Skittles on camera. I will eat the Skittles and I'll take your money for sure. <laughs> so number four, Mike, for me, I'm sticking with the gummy categories, but I'm going sour gummy worms. Another one I, I can't comment on. I can't have them. I, I, I was never a sour candy person. Oh, when I okay. Eat candy. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I just, whatever it was, 15 plus years ago, I found out I was diabetic and it, and it took me down to where I like, you know, I just couldn't have those types. They're too, they're too sugary. It was weird. I guess I grew up in the, uh, that age, like the nineties, there was a lot of promotion of sour candy for some reason. Yeah. Oh, it was a big thing. Cute little, cause they could come in little pouches you could take and, 
and eat at school, you know, the full right. thing. It was, it was a really big deal then. So, yeah, I'm not saying they're not amazing. I'm just saying I can't have them. So I hate them. <laughs> Mike, what's number four on your list? Four on my list, Almond Joy. Hey. Uh, I love Almond Joy. And it's funny because it's, it is diabetic related. Some of the best bars you can get are little coconut ones because they're one of the few candy bars that taste legitimately sweet, like a candy bar, like if you want sweets. And so I started eating uh, coconut dark chocolate and I never really ate Almond Joy before. And, um, and somebody had told me like, oh yeah, it's like an Almond Joy. And I was like, oh, okay. So I tried an Almond Joy once at a trick or treat candy or something. And I was like, oh my Lord, these are so good. And they're, for some reason, they're not as bad as regular candies for diabetics. The coconut, I think, is a better sugar than uh, than the regular. So, works for me. I eat them. Dude, love almond joys. All right, Mike. What's number three? Number three, and this is key: ice cold freezer or refrigerated Reese's peanut butter cups must be cold. Otherwise, they don't. They're not in the top five. It's got to be cold. That is the key to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I uh, I didn't add that to my list just because I feel like everybody's going to have that in their top five. I mean, I feel like that's the king for everybody. We we were having that discussion, but I was I told you I was like I, we need to add it because I'm so limited on candy. Oh yeah, I'm like the other one that I like was discontinued in 1997. We we just found out before the show. I was like, oh, I eat these. I used to eat these bar none candies all the time, man. Like I'd go in and clear this liquor store out of them, and uh, yeah, discontinued in America in 1997. That's that's my candy experience. So I'm looking here at my list that I talked about this pre-roll. There's still here the question mark. I loved hearing you say Almond Joy. Uh, you know, for the first time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my cheat card. I'm going to say it's a three-way tie between Hershey's Cookie and Cream, oh, Payday, and Almond Joy. So you did get Almond Joy in there. I, you know what? No, nah, I wouldn't have made it, but Hershey's Cookies and Cream is elite status. It really is, bro. Elite. It is so good. And white chocolate, man. You know, that, I, that I should have been above my Weight Watchers candy. I had I had one not that long ago, and something was different about it. I don't know if they, they reduced the amount of cookies or they switched up the white chocolate, but it, it didn't have that same taste. But I don't eat candy bars very often anymore, so maybe it just been a while, but something seemed off about it. Was it a full bar or a little fun size? It was a full bar. Hmm, damn it. I don't want to get weird. a full bar. Because I want yeah, to try no. it now because I used to love them when I ate them. I used to love those. I'll have to try it and see, and then I'll let you know. So that's it, huh? So I got to go through my top two then. So uh, number two for me, Mike, I, I imagine you've had one of these. It's going to be the uh, Reese's Take Five bar with chocolate, peanut butter, caramel, and a pretzel, like like your Weight Watchers bar. Wait a damn minute. You put, I thought you were saying three to one was a three-way tie. You put three candies at three, three candies. The three doesn't stand for the number of candies you can put in there. I said it was a three-way tie. I thought you meant three-way tie one, two, and three. Like Almond Joy was maybe number one or maybe, man, so we got an eight-person list. What is this, a Tom Hanks movie list? I said I'm pulling out my, my cheat card this week. All right. Cheating is allowed. So Reese's Fast Break. You want to be tripped out right now? 
Oh, Reese's never, test break. I never had one. You've never had a Reese's take five? No, I had the Reese's with the pretzels in it. The um, it's called the it's different. It came out the after. The, yes, I've yeah. had that, but I've never had the take five because it's like a bar, right? Yeah, it's like a little bar. Fuck, man, I'm Bro. I should not, we should not do these candy ones. You, I'm you're killing me here, like literally killing me because now I got to go try one. Dude, you have to try one seriously, bro. Give, give me the breakdown on what's in it again. Okay, it's going to be uh, chocolate, obviously. And then, of course, the, the legendary Reese's peanut butter. Yes, sir. Caramel, a pretzel, and I want to say, man, I don't know if they actually add nuts in it as well. You know what's a trip? It's like my, my Weight, Weight Watchers, Watchers thing, bar. Yeah. But, with, um, but with peanut butter. Right. All right, I'll give that a shot. And peanut butter and caramel. I don't know. That works? It works, dude. I couldn't believe it. It works, but and it's weird. Like you get every flavor individually. All right, I'm gonna try it then. That's a good one. Mike was number two on your list. Uh, number two again, ice cold has to be ice cold. Freezer preferably for these. Freezer, uh, freezer preferably for the um, peanut butter cups too. M and M's, regular plain M and M's. Really. Yeah, I love cold, cold, cold. I mean, I also, all right, I'm going to throw it because I didn't do this because I didn't know we could do it, but the crispy, the pretzel, or the plain M&M, all three of those can go in there. All the other ones are bullshit. No, it's not true. Peanut butter is really good too. Fuck, M&Ms are really good, man. But I would take cold, regular M&Ms, and then the – um cold peanut butter m&ms and then the pretzel and the crispy can be cold or regular but i like cold candy so cold m&ms number two bro i love pretzel m&ms dude have you do you like the fudge brownie m&ms i do that's my I wife's favorite try that. i did try that i know those barely came out and you're like hey fatty you're not supposed to eat candy i try new stuff brand new yeah, stuff yeah. i to. get it and i just try but same with ben and jerry's there's not a flavor i have not tried I mm-hmm. take a couple bites of it to where you get like the, the exactly what it is. Like until you get the full bite of everything. And then I just give it to my, you know, my family. Do you, uh, do you all have the scoop shop, the Ben and Jerry scoop shop where you at, where you're at? No, it's in, I know I've been to the one in universal studios, mm, but that's yeah. it. All right. So Mike, you, uh, we're here at number one for you. What's number one on your list? Number one, and then I'm the only guy in the world that's going to have this at number one, but I don't care. This is my ice cold has again. There's a theme here. Has to be ice cold. Kit Kat. Oh, wow. Nice. So simple, crispy, chocolatey wafers. It's beautiful. It's simplistic. It's amazing. It's so good in ice cream. Ice cold, though, like. If they're not, I won't even eat a Kit Kat not in the fridge, period. It's like wasting it. I'm like, why am I doing this? I can wait 30 minutes to get good candy instead of average candy. So, have you, go ahead. Have you, have you tried the ones like the birthday cake and the key lime uh, pie and the apple pie? They're so good, dude. Um, the, the traditional is my favorite, of but course. I've tried every flavor of Kit Kat. I also love the... Um, the coffee one was surprisingly good. Oh, the mocha? Yeah. I didn't I get to try. I haven't tried that one yet. It may, it may be, it may not be. Is the mocha the only coffee one? It's like, uh, 
Mo- is it mocha and dark chocolate or something or maybe it's the duo thing you know it's, what I'm yeah talking the duo about. with the purple package yes that's it i believe that's it yeah that one's good too but regular just give me the regular cold yeah i'm gonna give something away here but i'm, I'm actually surprised that neither one of us had twix on our list yeah i, I almost got it on there but i think that i honestly think the pretzel candy is better yeah. from weight watchers because one the dark chocolate plays off play it makes a bar sweeter because you get the dark chocolate makes your tongue taste the sweetness more um and then uh, it's also a way uh, a way a reason people use coffee in desserts because the co- the bitterness of the coffee makes you you know you don't have to put as much sweetness into something and that's the way they get that's where they get the candies at lower points you use dark chocolate, so you only have to put a real little bit of caramel because then you're going to taste it just like as if you're eating a Twix. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I like the pretzel, the salt of the pretzel more than the um, more than the 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 cookie crunch. But I love Twix would have been like sixth or it would have been next up. So, yeah, I love those two. You know, I had a strange feeling, Mike. You know, I, you're a better chef than I am for sure. You you probably appreciate food more than I do. Know more about food more than I do. I had a weird feeling that you were going to put Three Musketeers on your top five. I'm glad you didn't. No, no, that's that's there's nothing. There's no texture. I'm a chef. Hello, exactly. a cook. I'm a cook, not a chef. My brother's a chef. Apologize, Matt. I'm a cook, and we want texture. Yeah, I want some. Tech. I'll eat it. Three Musketeers. It's 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 okay, but I um I want I would never buy one. Nah, there's too many really good candies. What am I gonna get that soft ass candy for? Right. All right, Mike. Number one on my list. I thought you were gonna say you hated, but peanut butter M and M's, man. Yeah. Oh, peanut cold. I have I like to try them cold, cold. now, dude. Put, never had I'm a cold M and M. Look. You put you put them in the start with the fridge. You don't have to freeze them. Put them in the okay. fridge for 15, 20 minutes before you're gonna eat them. All right. And the peanut butter is really good because it, it it makes them like last longer because they're like crunchier because they're cold. And then you get that softness of the peanut butter in there. Yeah. Bro, I I'll, I'll break down candy, dude. I don't care. We'll break it down at that kind of level. That that texture difference makes all the and if you notice my top three are all cold right cold. right because and that's why twix didn't make it i can't have twix cold because then the caramel gets too hard and you can't mm-hmm. chew it so that's why twix didn't make it that's why snickers and milky way don't make it in there because i can't have them cold i like cold candy bro snickers ice cream is elite though y'all so is twix ice cream i never bro. had a twix ice cream though Twix ice cream's good. Snickers ice cream's good. Have you had an Idzit? Oh, what's that? I've never even heard of that. An Idzit, oh, you can get it regular or mint, but I prefer the mint ice cream. It's okay. a sandwich, a cookie sandwich dipped in dark chocolate, and they have it in vanilla ice cream or mint ice cream. Ooh. It's called an Idzit, and it is, it's, it's so bad. It's evil. For a diabetic, it's like, it's, a, it's an evil, it's like a creation by an evil spirit it's it's amazing and so bad for me in so many ways well you know sunday is my day to have sweets so i'm definitely gonna have to buy a bag of peanut butter m&ms put the boys in the fridge and see what that's all about got to man it's a trust me on this it's a game you'll be like 
you won't eat the m and Well, maybe it's your favorite, you will, but you'll still, you'll be like, man, I wish I could get these cold before it happened. That's why I like, I legit won't eat some of these candies, not cold, because I'm like, why am I, why am I having not as good candy? Will you be pulling up to the CVS and looking for the discounted Halloween candy soon? I will, but it'll be for, um, like I said, for your roommates. Yeah, he eats. Not that I won't go in and steal one, but it will be, I will be buying it for him. He brought me two German Shepherds, man. And, and we're going to Disneyland because of him. So he's going to get a lot of candy. Hey, with the big flex, the Disney shout out. When, when is that trip? uh, My birthday is December 24th. Oh, that's right. That's right. And so I'm going December 22nd through the 25th. Hey, there you go. Very cool. Well, Mike, you know, as always, dude, I, I appreciate the discussion. It was a good conversation tonight. Love it, man. It was great. Go Cowboys. What a Six win. victory Mondays in a row, sir. It's great. Knock on wood. Let's get another one. Twitter Twitter haters eat your heart out. Yep. Muting. Muting. <laughs> That's why that word is there. Y'all can shut up. Mike, let the people know where they can find you on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys. Letter C, letter D, Piglet. Nice and easy. Guys, I am Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Appreciate you joining us. <laughs>